You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that would get more special guests, but is too nervous to ask. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm Cody, and I have severe social anxiety. <laughs> I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out this week. And Mr. Severe Social Anxiety, <laughs> uh, <laughs> putting you on the spot. Uh, we've watched a couple episodes of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the new third season. Oh, the th- okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, she goes to hell. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first episode, she's just dropping right <laughs> in on uh, the underworld. Okay. And it looks so dumb. It looks like it's sponsored by uh, Spirit of Halloween. Yes, yes, Spirit oh, fantastic. Halloween. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Like, like everyone's makeup in, in hell is... It looks like a haunted house makeup. Like, really? Like, now, it's, did, it's good, though. Yeah, like, now, I, did they do it on purpose? That's is, what it, I'm, is it purposely bad? Maybe. Like they, camp? They, maybe they don't want hell to like look cool. Okay. Like maybe it's like so this place kind of sucks. Like <laughs> yeah, that could, okay. Yeah, because it, it's like they rolled around in a party city and they're like, "Hey, welcome to hell." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I mean it's super corny and dumb, but also really fun and worth watching. Well, like, yeah, I mean corny and dumb. That's I mean this is that CW era kind of yeah style of show. So and Mich- yeah, and Michelle Gomez just prowling around. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, she's the best. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sabrina becomes like the queen of hell. Really? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So you're saying this is a bit of a departure from the original series yeah, with oh, yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> No pen and teller in this one. No, they should be. Oh man, they that could would be, be. that could, would be great. They'd fit in this one oh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just darker. Yeah. Cuz wasn't oh Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks was in last season. <laughs> oh, what he was, was he? Oh, yes. he was really. He was some sort of like high priest of of the Church of Night or something ridiculous and mm-hmm. he was hilarious. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I can't remember that guy's name, but he's the best. Oh, yeah. I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head either. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. He's on that, that sitcom, that uh, Fresh Off the Boat, and he's hilarious mm-hmm. on that show. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him from the, what was it? The David Byrne movie, Big Stories or something like that. It's like this really weird, like, offbeat comedy that the guy from The Talking Heads made once. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, it's Ray Wise. Ray Wise. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Also, I want to watch a David Byrne movie. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, love, I love the talking heads. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of rad. It's like there's no overarching plot into like the third act. And it's just like this backwoods country town that like it's just following little vignettes of different people around the town. John Goodman is there and like he's he wants to meet a girl. That's his whole thing. So he takes out an ad at like a late night like infomercial about how, you know, He's just a big cuddly teddy bear that wants to <laughs> settle down and like, and you have uh, throughout the whole thing, it's David Byrne in an oversized cowboy hat, like talking <laughs> directly to the the audience saying, yeah, this is the mall. This is where people come to shop and, you know, talk to each other and meet each other. And then a little scene happens. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's, it's weird. It's weird, but it's not like creepy weird. It's just kind of offbeat kind of just weird enough he loves his oversized clothes he sure does <laughs> well because he's a very skinny very small man <laughs> if he's not wearing his giant suit i wish that david byrne david bowie david lynch and david cronenberg would have made a movie <laughs> too many davids <laughs> that would be the name of the movie yeah too many davids <laughs> you david <laughs> you david <laughs> Uh, Do we have anything else? I started reading the Evangelion manga. Oh. It's really good. I mean, it's... Takes a 
departure from the show, right? Yeah, it's different from the show enough to be interesting and yeah. worth reading. Well, there was a theory about why it's different than... I mean, the real reason is the show hadn't finished by the time... Oh, the the manga actually came out before the show, even though... And it continued after the show. Yeah. And by the time the show happened, the manga was in such a different place that they had to keep going in a different direction. But there's a there's a, a kind of a theory about that. So you know how the the series goes through and it ends with the end of Evangelion, where everyone turns into the basically the the world resets. Kind yeah. of. Well, everybody turns into goo. And... Everyone's turns into goo, <laughs> and and eventually, and the the theory is eventually everyone's going to not be goo. Once they everyone decides they don't want to be goo anymore, and you know how the that's um, where the rebuild movies. that's the rebuild movies happen. Yeah, this the manga could be another possible reset. So it's all maybe, maybe it was the first one. It could be the first <laughs> one, and then once it reset, it goes into the different one. So it all ties together, just and being variations on a on a theme kind of thing. Yeah, that in the manga isn't it isn't written by. Uh, Ano. No, it's written by a manga guy. Yeah, by yeah. well, it's written by the character designer for the show. Mm. So you get like somebody else's take on the story. Yeah, which is interesting. That is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like what would someone else do with these action figures, like in their yeah. in a different sandbox kind of a situation. And it's a little easier to follow. Yeah, I think it it, it doesn't. I wouldn't say it spells things out more, but it just. It gives gives you little details that you might miss in the show, mm. and it gets in other characters' heads more. Oh, okay. I'd say the the anime is deeply in Shinji. It's most it's the Shinji show. Yeah, more and, than anything. And the manga, yeah. like you get like some of Ray's thoughts at one okay, point. Okay, yeah. Get, you get some of Kaji's backstory that happens like right after the second impact. Oh, so interesting. Some, okay. You get, like there's like a chapter of post-apocalyptic stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Right on. It, it's definitely, it's worth reading. I was worried it was just going to be a retread. Just, yeah. The same thing over, but, but okay. I'm, I'm glad I looked into it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Might be worth checking out. I actually uh, learned the other day that, okay, so you know how the King of Fighters fighting game characters, like a lot of the characters are based on different you know, properties like uh, Benamaru, one of the... Um, oh, he's a JoJo. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> uh, he's Polnareff from uh, Stardust Crusaders. That's right. We just started watching Stardust Crusaders. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like three or four episodes into it. Okay. But yeah, so you have that and like uh, Ryo is like Ryu from, from Street Fighter. Um, okay, so the Team Akari Warriors, uh, the third character, what's her name? Leona and her dad, who is like their general... In, in later games, Hydern. Do these names sound familiar? Like military guy, blue blue oh, hair yeah. military lady, and like yeah, her I know Leona and Hydern sounds familiar. Hydern looks it looks like old military guy with an eye patch. Uh, looks kind of okay, like yeah. kind of like looks kind of like Big Boss. Um, they are based off. They are riffs on Misato and uh, Gen, um, Gendo Gendo uh, from yeah. And they and they had the balls to call them Team Akari on yeah. top of that. Yeah, pretty much. Well, because well, I mean, also the games, you know, um, Ralph and Akari, Clark were from Akari the Akari Warrior. Yeah, but what happened was they had the Akari Warriors, and they're like, "Oh, Akari, that's like that's like <laughs> Evangelion. Let's put in a couple of references." Another thing struck me: we we've been also watching the Netflix when we dropped it and and picked it back up recently mm-hmm. but there's that one episode where there's an angel falling out of the sky and they're all trying to have to catch it yeah looks exactly like majora's mask yes when the giants catch the moon and throw it back like oh yeah oh yeah it's 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 almost like this very influential thing has influenced a whole lot of different <laughs> yeah. bits of media over the years <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good show i it's know good. we've talked about this on here a million times yeah but it's it's my favorite anime it's, it really is it's one of the few that i could sit and watch the entirety that i've sat and watched the entirety of i mean it helps i was only 26 episodes in a movie but still if it were you know 50 episodes or whatever i probably would have i probably would have sat through it it was it was really interesting i need to rewatch the rebuild i've only seen the first two rebuild movies yeah i haven't watched any of those um what was the thing that you just said you were you were uh, had to started? Oh, Stardust Crusaders. Yeah, the third season of JoJo. We watched we've watched like the first three episodes, maybe. Nice. It's JoJo. It, I don't I don't know how I feel about the stands. It's weird. Stands get yeah. weird. 
and like they get weirder as they keep going. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's like Zodiac Pokemon ghosts. Kind of. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone has their one specific ghost, ghost pal. And like, yeah, it's weird. Um, wait till you get to like the later seasons with like the one that like King Crimson, who <laughs> there's no real explanation for his powers other than like he can just delete the time in someone's life. (laughs) So like, it's, it's like someone goes to punch him and then all of a sudden you're over there. It's because he's deleted 30 seconds out of your life. And now you are where you would be 30 seconds from now. (laughs) It makes no sense. Like on a, on like a cosmic scale or anything like that. But like, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. And like, there's one that's like, well, Aerosmith is a tiny airplane. There's a tiny airplane named Aerosmith. Yes, there is. Wow. Uh huh. I wonder what they call it in the in the dub because it's probably it's probably like Aerosmithu. So, something like that. Yeah. They, they call uh, Abdul. They call him Av Avdol. Avdol. Yeah. Avdol. Lame. I'm like mm-hmm. that's that can't be right. That yeah. has to, I had to yeah. look it up. Oh, I'm like yeah, oh Abdul. Yeah. It's yeah. Which but they no. could have did that. That's uh, that's a name people have. Mm-hmm. It's not like his name was Paula Abdul. Yeah. <laughs> it's Muhammad Abdul. Yeah. Which, which is a name. It's a name. Yeah. Oh, there's another stand that is, um, he is M- MC scat cat. I, I wish it was. No, I wish there was an MC scat cat. No, there's, there's one on a later season where it is a guy that punches things, you know, go figure, but also shoots out uh, poisonous gas. And his name is purple haze. <laughs> I think that's the best part about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is that all of the stands and all of the powers and all of the characters are like not so subtle references to classic rock, classic rock, (laughs) because the guy who created it is just a big nerd for American classic rock. That's kind of great. Well, that in the next season is going to be Steel Ball Run. Oh, yeah, exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's can. It's just the cannonball run. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start getting into alternate universes where one universe is what if D- Dio never went bad and his kid has a stand? Giorno <laughs> Giovanni. Oh, I think that was name. what the last. Oh, is that what the last, last season of oh. the show was? I think. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, that's 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 in a timeline separate from this timeline. <laughs> it's not delivery. It's yeah. Gio, Gio, what was it? <laughs> yeah, Giorno. 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 Yeah. Wow, I blew that's, my joke because I couldn't say that's his a, name. That's a good one. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you got it. You got there. You got there eventually. I, I knew, We know what you're, ta- what you're talking about. Um, there is, in one season, a turtle that has a stand power that makes its shell into like a tiny waiting room for people to hide in. It's like he can a- shrink down people and they turn and it's like a little tiny like airplane like like a like a train car where you can sit and hang out and hide from people He's while this like turtles. a little pocket spa like uh yeah. like taco in adventure zone it is exactly <laughs> a pocket spa essentially in in his shell yeah the little tiny guy oh i, I could i can go on and on about the the stands and their names like uh oh what's what's the one it's um sex pistols where he shoots <laughs> Where he has little tiny, tiny gremlins that will shoot out of a gun along with bullets, and the gremlins will like kick the bullets in different directions so that they always hit their mark. So it looks like magic, but it's really just tiny gremlins. Why have the all the stands so far have had really boring zodiac names? Uh, be, because they the series that it's. it's that you're watching now was uh, made back in the eighties. And he was like, just figuring out like, Oh yeah, I could just put in like band names and song yeah. names. I don't care. I can do whatever <laughs> Who cares? I want. It's my, it's my thing. I don't. Yeah. Like, like the first, like the first, uh, what book and a half, it was just a, um, fist of the North star ripoff. That's what it started as. That's all it was. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh no, I can make like weird punch ghosts and, and give them rock star names. <laughs> I miss the Haman stuff. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Unfortunately, in a dumb way. <laughs> that does that doesn't come back. Once stands come in, you're pretty much it's it's magic ghost city 
from here on out. And then they do who's that Pokemon as the eye catch? <laughs> yeah. Who's that sand? Kind of. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Who's that sand? It's Sex Pistols. <laughs> Star Platinum. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, anyway, I have uh, one thing I checked out. I watched the first episode of the CBS All Access Prestige series <laughs> Star Trek Picard. Um, so I wish I kind of I wish Josh uh, was here. Well, one I wish Josh was here, you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. Not, and not working. We miss him. Uh, someday he'll come back. He'll be back sooner rather than later. We'll get him back on. But I wish he was here so we could talk more in depth about this because I I have a feeling he would have a lot of opinions as well. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like it. I I don't know if I'm going to continue with it. I mean, I usually try to give shows a couple of episodes. Uh, to try to find their footing, but like if every episode is like this, I have almost no interest in coming back to it. So I guess I have weird opinions of Star Trek. I think Star Trek is best when it is a lot of talking, a lot of philosophy, and not a ton of action. Oh, I like, yeah. I've, I prefer the thinkers. I feel that way as well. <laughs> yeah. And this show is everything that I don't, care for when it comes to modern star trek it is a lot of shaky cam and a lot of like high fast pace punching and kicking and flips and laser blasts and knives and cutting <laughs> a lot of murder a lot of murder for a star trek show <laughs> which is weird there should be zero murder in a star trek show um, the only time there should be shaky cam in Star Trek is when they're on the bridge and they're all faking <laughs> like they're bouncing around. Exactly, exactly. But no, like, okay, so this is set 30 years in the future from where, was it Nemesis? The movie Nemesis ended? Something like that. I think that was the last one that featured the the TNG actors. Again, I wish Josh was here to, to cooperate some of this with me. But like, at some point... Between then and now, Picard had a falling out with Starfleet. Uh, Picard was on mission to save a bunch of Romulans from their sun going supernova, which makes no sense, but whatever. <laughs> the the writers, unlike classic Trek, where the writers at least had a fundamental, you know, idea of scientific stuff yeah, or at yeah, least how science works. <laughs> how science works, at least to the point where like people could go, okay, I could see what they're trying to do. It's not a hundred percent, but they're it. There's it like they're like, oh, no, this sun is going supernova tomorrow. We have to evacuate all of Romulus suns go into the process of going supernova for like thousands of years. There is they would have plenty of time to evacuate their planet. But I digress. Um, (laughs) They were having a Krypton uh, moment. Yeah, right. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, I digress. Um, So Picard goes to save these Romulans and Starfleet's like, no, they're Romulans. We hate them because just because Starfleet is based on earth, we're all now written as a bunch of, uh, earth centric, er, earth, <laughs> earth centric xenophobes that hate aliens. And that's not, no. again, not it at all. Starfleet is supposed to be beyond that. Like they've already passed the, that petty by thousands of years. They're supposed yeah. to be past that, but here we are. And, like, this is all being set up, um, not so much in flashback, but, like, Picard is giving his first interview in, like, 30 years because he's been living on the Chateau de Picard in France with his vineyard for years. And, like, it's – he's basically being – been, like, uh, conned into an interview with a Fox News or (laughs) TMZ-style news reporter that one. Star Trek. Yeah, because like she immediate like the the interviewer immediately goes, oh, and by the way, while this was all happening, a bunch of synthetic humanoids attacked the um, shipyards on Mars, and now Mars has been on fire for thirty years. You weren't there to help. Why not, Picard? You big dumb idiot. <laughs> and this is within five minutes of the show starting, and I'm sitting there going, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, I'm not going to have a good time with this. Okay. Positives, lots of Earl Grey tea. <laughs> In fact, to the point where I'm pretty sure the writers were told, okay, you're writing a uh, show about B- Captain Picard. What do you know? Uh, tea, <laughs> uh, data, <laughs> can you get vineyard. Him, can you get him to put 
uh, facepalm a lot, like in that popular uh, internet image. Which he does. <laughs> uh, you know some executive made him do that. Oh, yeah. We gotta have that, because that's popular that's on internet. That's popular on internet. <laughs> he, is, he has a dog, and his dog's name is number one. Oh. Yeah, that, that was my response. <laughs> that's Ugh. exactly what I said, because he was being licked in the face after waking up from a nightmare where he was dreaming about his best buddy data more on that in a second. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, come on. Number one, please don't, please don't do number one. He's got to take number one out to go. Number, number two. two. Yes. <laughs> it's a good joke. I like it. A plus a for effort there. But the, uh, while this is all happening, there is an unnamed character. Well, I guess her name, she has, a, she gets a name dash. She is being attacked. <laughs> dash you are. <laughs> Might as well be, uh, dash, Mary Sue, yeah. she's she is Dash being Rendar. Dash Rendar, yes. Uh, so Dash Rendar is getting attacked in her apartment by a bunch of uh, assailants. These uh, people uh, teleport in, and instead of using phasers set to stun and/or kill, <laughs> you know, like Star Trek, instead they threw a knife through a guy's chest and then put a bag <laughs> over her head and start banging her around to try to knock her out. Instead of using phasers set to stun. Oh, God. It doesn't make any sense. Star Trek. <laughs> Long story short, uh, there is a very, very high probability that this character, Dash, uh, is or was Data's daughter. Like, Data like used some of his brain patterns before he died to like create a synthetic human. A, uh, a synthetic robot like him, but also has like synthetic skin and bone and stuff. So they pass as human. Unfortunately, she explodes at the <laughs> oh, end no. of the episode. But in a twist, she has a twin sister played <laughs> by the same character who is currently working with the Romulans on a Borg cube. What? Because that's a got to put all the Star Trek things in there. You can you can get a hold of. So so at this point we have we have synthetics like. Uh, like data and we have the Romulans who were the kind of the antagonists of TNG at one point, but never like out and out. We are going to start a war. They weren't, they're not Klingons. They're not going to start a war. They're like, we're going to trick you into going into the neutral zones so that we can get away with kind of inching our way a little bit closer. That's all they were. They were like a, a sneaky conniving kind of threat. They weren't like, I, we're going to get a bunch of ships and blow you up. That was not their style. And also a Borg cube. So like, because again, the writers are like, what do we know about Picard? Uh, Locutus. <laughs> he was a Borg one time. <laughs> do you remember that time he was a Borg? That was awesome. I swear. And okay. So the thing about, I said I was going to get back to it and we're getting close on time. So a lot of the show is predicated on this like deep, super deep friendship that Picard had with his best friend of the whole wide universe data, his super best pal, his best robot buddy that he, that he seems almost like he is pining for a little bit. in some of these like dream sequences, it's weird, but like his best buddy in the whole world, number one fan, best pal data who they played cards with at all times, except if any, if anyone's ever actually watched next generation, Picard respected data as you know, a highly advanced machine and respected his opinions as a logic filled machine and competent member of his crew. But when it came to like being friendly and like putting up with data's antics, Picard tolerated him at best. <laughs> like there are like scenes in which like he is being asked now, Picard, did, did you, you know, are you saying that data, you trusted data, you know, all of his decisions a hundred percent of the time, no matter what he's like, I would trust that man with my life. And I'm thinking back to that episode where like data hijacked the ship and like locked out, like did all this weird <laughs> stuff. And all the times that data would go nuts and start smacking people around. <laughs> and like all these times, like I'm thinking about like, no, no, none of this is right. And also, like, he goes, at one point, Picard goes to, like, the, um, basically, like, a giant library of, like, or a museum of, like, uh, Star Trek ephemera, like, history stuff. And he goes into the TNG vault, basically. <laughs> and he sees on the wall, oh, look, hey, there's a Batleth. Oh, isn't that cool? And, like, <laughs> here's a box full of 
you know, old memorabilia <laughs> and stuff. Oh, they've got Q here behind glass. <laughs> I was I was waiting for it. I was really waiting. I really hope John DeLance shows up at some point in this. That would be great. It would be a highlight. But like on one of the walls, it's like Captain Picard Day that a bunch of children wrote on a banner, which did happen in an episode. But it was but there's no reason why Picard would have kept it. One, Picard hates children. He hates kids. He hates kids. <laughs> Two, it was if anything, it was saved by um, Marina Sirtis. Um, uh, what's her Deanna Troy yeah. as a joke and three it would have been on the version of the Enterprise that totally exploded <laughs> so it should not exist that's a nitpick but still <laughs> come on ah uh, I don't care for it it sounds like they didn't try that hard <laughs> they didn't it's it's the first act of a very bad movie it the only way that I can reconcile with all these differences and all this weird, all this weirdness is if they somehow say that, okay, think back to the JJ Abrams, um, Star Trek movie where it was set. It's like started kind of in the oh, yeah, regular is... and then it jumped to the Kelvin timeline. The one where like the starship Kelvin exploded and like Kurt Kirk's whole timeline was messed up and the timeline was changed. What if this is the future Picard of the Kelvin timeline. That would make where, more sense. Where things yeah. are a little more raw and Picard isn't quite right. That's the only way I can justify <laughs> any of this stuff going on. Otherwise, it is just it is just rotten. <laughs> I will give it one more episode. I will give it one more episode to try. But nah. Yeah, I'll I'll give it a shot, but I'm not excited about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> You really took the shine off of it. <laughs> well, you know, form your own opinions. And maybe I'm maybe I'm being way too much of a nitpicker. And maybe I should like, you know, just cool it and be like, oh, hey, you know, but, sci-fi. It's a good sci-fi show. It's a good concept for a sci-fi show. But it's Star Trek. They got to know people are going to do that. Yeah. They're going to they got to know this stuff is important to people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, even and I don't know as much about TNG as you know a lot of people out there I'm you know yeah I've watched more original series same, than TNG same here but and probably more Voyager than next gen honestly yeah like I don't understand the fascination with making a Star Trek grim and gritty and dark and violent yeah like okay they did DS9 and that was supposed to be like their ser- their more serious gritty season series uh, okay that's fine do one series of that Great, but Star Trek's supposed to be like the utopian future filled with wonder and yeah, you know, adventure. It's not supposed to be. I'm going to murder you, your boyfriend, <laughs> with a knife through the chest, and also slam your head on a table until you do kung fu kicks. <laughs> like this is 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kinda. It's and bad. It's like, well, you bad, bad. You can't be like we're bringing back a beloved character again, and you get a. But it's all different. <laughs> like we're being, we're bringing back beloved character and all of his famous tropes. Look at the tea he's drinking. <laughs> he has a robot friend. Number one. <laughs> I've been thinking about it, and that data was one hot piece of machinery. <laughs> he may have well have said that. The way the, the way he was given given the sex eyes to to old data and some of those dream sequences, like yeah, it was. You could cut the tension with a knife. Let me tell you what. With a batleth. You can cut it with a batleth. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, also, Seven of, seven of Nine's supposed to show up, and I don't think they ever met. No. So why no, would, I don't think so. So why would Seven of Nine care? I mean, other than, I guess, you know, she is a Borg, and Kirk, or not Kirk, Picard was a Borg, I guess, maybe, whatever. I, I mean, technically, they may have met through the hive mind. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I guess the only other good thing I could I could say about it is is uh um Alice, Allison Pill is in this as as someone who works at the Daystrom Institute the people who, like the Science Institute on Earth Allison Pill was Kim Pine was Kim Pine <laughs> yeah and she plays a super bubbly robotics technician who's going to be going on a uh, an adventure she might be kind of plucky comic relief a little bit which again Star Trek doesn't really need but yeah. <laughs> at this point it's barely Trek anyway so hey why not <laughs> all right. Like- if you want to watch Star Trek, you got to watch the Orville, I guess. Yeah, you know, it, seriously. <laughs> yep. That's it because the Orville is 
it's doing it so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. Like it really is. Yeah. And, and we're not going to get much more of that. I don't think because of what's his name. Seth MacFarlane signed a bazillion dollar deal with NBC. Yeah. So unless not, unless they move the show to NBC or or, move, yeah. or to who or a what Hulu or the Peacock or whatever their their streaming thing is going to be, whatever. But like the Orville's great, and I wish I wish more Star Trek was the Orville, and not Star Trek Discovery or the movies. Yeah, well, Discover what I've seen of Discovery wasn't terrible. It was better than like the J.J. Abrams movies, but. It's still something not exactly did you, right. Did you watch any of season two? No. Of, okay. Spock's in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Spock's in it, and he's crazy <laughs> because he saw, saw some time traveler that turns out to be not a time traveler. And also, uh, also there's like a Klingon that was body modded into a human <laughs> and also someone has a giant bomb on a planet to become the queen of the Klingons and and like there's sword fights <laughs> why is Star Trek gotta be like this I just want my happy I I, I just I, I don't want it to be like you know dumbed down and like you know ignorant of like you know modern storytelling tropes or anything like that I think you could still tell uh, a respectable adult, like entertaining, well, s- serious story. Like when they brought back um, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, at Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, it it feels like a decently modernized version of the original without being, I don't dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I guess I guess it's it's an easy way. Like I don't know. I guess it's just like. An easy way to shorthand serious and and mature is to make it full of death and guns and kung fu kicks and dramatic pauses while they speak dramatic lines <laughs> about serious things. And it doesn't leave much room for fun. You know, even the most serious episodes of Star Trek are still fun. I don't know. I miss I miss old Trek. Hey, let's go to break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some news. <laughs> Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us, things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now. I met them in a swamp down in Dagobah where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. S-O-D-A soda. I saw the little wren sitting there on a log I asked him his name and in a raspy voice he said Yoda Y-O-D-A Yoda Yo 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 Yoda Laughing around but I ain't ever seen A guy who looks like a muppet but he's wrinkled and green Oh my Yoda In the air just by raising his hand Oh my Yoda Yo Yoda 
if you start to go astray, let the force be your guide, oh my Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. I know Darth Vader's really got you annoyed, but remember if you kill him, then you'll be unemployed, oh my Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. Hey, we're back. That was Yoda by Weird Al Yankovic. Because it's a classic. It's it's a it's a straight up banger. Yeah. Also, there was a reason why we played. There that. was a there was a reason. We have hey. some little Green Man related news. Yeah. Hey, Samantha, what is the reason we played the Yoda song? You can buy a life size baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> Sideshow Collectibles is releasing a $350 life-size Yoda figure, baby Yoda figure. I want to see the child. <laughs> I want to purchase the child for my home or office. Just like cradling it. Yeah. Put it in a stroller. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. No, it, this thing looks amazing. Yeah, you have like, to look it up, seriously. Yeah, yeah. He's even got the little shifter knob from uh, Mando's spaceship mm-hmm. that I forget the name of because I'm a bad, uh, I'm a bad Mando fan. Apparently, the razor, the razor's edge, the razor you know. hog, <laughs> razorback, the razorback. I think that was it. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> Call what, your what, mommy. What? Yeah. She'll know. She'll know. But anyway, yeah. This this uh, fig looks like it looks amazing. Like. Um, they like, have it like, down to like the pores on his yeah. face and everything. It's, it is almost, it is like screen accurate. Yeah. Razor Crest. The Razor Crest. Boy, that is the most edgelordy sounding name. <laughs> it really is. It sounds like something a 14 year old would it like, <laughs> would like name like, oh man, someday I'm going to own a Corvette and I'm going to name it the Razor Crest. <laughs> going to put flames on the side. Like w- the Mando seems like the type that, given the opportunity, he would paint flames on the side of his <laughs> ship, right? Yeah. He would have the armor put them on. Yes, he would. Yes. This is the way. Flames, please. Flames, please. <laughs> his ship's kind of a pile, though. The, you know what? The flames make it go faster. <laughs> he has to rebuild the entire thing in that one episode because the, the jaw was yep. Yep. strip I, it down. Yep. For the egg. The yes, egg, the, the egg. egg. <laughs> Can you find my egg? <laughs> That's what the job was. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and then they just eat all the delicious they... egg juice inside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this fig looks amazing. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of news other than it exists and, and it is. I want it. You can buy it for me. <laughs> Also, if there's something else that you want to spend $300 on, Nintendo just announced a new Switch. They did. Oh, yeah. For yeah. the uh, Animal Crossing, right? Excellent transition. There yeah, you go. I like it. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. There's a special uh, Animal Crossing Switch coming out with the game that comes out in March. Mm-hmm. March 20th? March 20th. 20th. March 20th. 20th. Too bad it's not March 3rd. Yeah, it's, it's a neat color though. It's like kind of pastel blue and green. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very islandy. Yeah, it's chill. And the yeah. the dock has a design on it, and the back plate has a design on it as well. 
that looks really nice. I yeah, I it, dig it quite a bit. It's the best special one they've come out with, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, it's way better than the uh, Pikachu and Eevee one where it's yellow and brown. And brown. <laughs> and there was there wasn't anything on the the dock for no, that it, one. No, it was it was just colored uh, uh, switches, switch yeah. jo- Joy-Cons. I don't yeah. think they've done a special dock till now, and that they should have. Yeah. Cuz that's really, really cool. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it a lot. It's very neat. You could get it, Scott. You can get it on that extra battery life. That would be nice. It is. Oh nice. yeah, yeah. I've got the newer. I've got a newer one with the extra battery life. Oh, is it good? Yeah. Yeah. You can tell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because so, somebody was nice enough to get it for me for <laughs> Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Broke the back of yours. I did also break the back panel on it because I dropped it. Oh. <laughs> of the old one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to get like a new Switch with the battery life, but um, I've, I'm fearless enough to mod the one that I have, and I think I think you can take the back panel off of the current Switch and like the main LCD screen uh, bit, and um, you can replace the, the... The battery seems like it's fairly easy has pretty easy access and uh i think i might do that at some point when the battery starts getting bad i found out you can get the back panel off by dropping it well yeah (laughs) that would that would do it i mean i mean that is step one of the process is 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 throw or as the teens say yeet your switch across the room I'm gonna try to mod uh, my old one too because it oh, still nice. works. Yeah. So I was I'm gonna play with that. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. The changing the plates and stuff uh, is fun. The I I haven't done the right Joy-Con yet because I everything I've heard is that uh, working around the uh, infrared uh, eye on the bottom of the right Joy-Con is a pain huh. and is a nightmare because if it's not placed correctly breaks the whole thing oh yeah so like everything fits a little bit tighter and it just is not it's har- harrowing <laughs> is how i have heard it described and if, if your ir thing doesn't work you can't check your pulse and ring fit yeah see yeah which is such a weird thing that it does yeah like you just put your thumb over the ir sensor and it can check your pulse that way yeah well i mean it works the same with uh, pulse oximeters i mean i use them at work all the time and it's I mean, it just looks like a little red light that you put on your finger and somehow it checks pulse and blood oxygen level. Like, it's weird. Okay, so moving on from that, um, do do we want to continue with some game news? I mean, we have a lot of game news. Go for it. Now we're looking at it. Okay, well, hey, Tetris. Let's talk about the Tetris. So recently, uh, EA had a fairly popular Tetris. Well, it was like the only Tetris you could get on the phone, on your phone, official mm-hmm. Tetris anyway. Yeah. They had a, a Tetris iPhone app that uh, is gone now. Mm-hmm. You can't play it anymore, even if you bought it. Because the premium version of it, it wasn't an in-app purchase supported thing. You had to buy the game for like a couple bucks. Ooh. And... Uh, now it's gone because their license with the Tetris company ran out. And so everybody that bought it is just, just out, out of luck. Yeah. yeah, your game is bye-bye. Oh, that's that sucks. Yeah. That is a, that is a real shame. <laughs> so uh, remember, this is our digital future. Yeah. Where... Nothing is permanent. Yeah. Yeah. And th- there is a new version of Tetris on the phone by a different company that you can get. Is it also a pay-for app? Uh, no, it's free to play, but right now it's like the most bare-bones version of Tetris you could oh, imagine. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It is just Tetris. It doesn't do anything special. The The only neat thing you can do with it is there's like five or six skins that you can put mm. on it. Okay. Does it have the Russian dancing song? The you Tetris know, song? When I played it, I didn't da, have the da, volume da, on. Da, 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 I would assume so because yeah. one of the skins has like the, the Russian palace, whatever that thing's called in the background. Yeah. One of the other ones looks like the Game Boy version, and that's pretty cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> there is a band that does a cover of that song, and I can't think of what is the name of that band? Every Nintendo Core band. <laughs> pretty much you know you vamp for a second i'm going to look that up um, because yeah for my money the best version of tetris 
they've ever done is the uh, the one for DS. Mm. Tetris mm-hmm. DS that has all the fun Nintendo stuff in it. Yeah. It has a bunch of weird game modes that are like inspired by NES games. And that's my favorite Tetris. Uh, I like Tetris 99. I'm terrible yeah. at Tetris, but I, I like I like that kind right. of timing and kind of it's kind of neat to watch everybody else play at the same time yeah. and and yeah the band is called Ozma and it is off the their album the double donkey disc <laughs> <laughs> be careful when you say that one yeah yeah but they they're they sound like Weezer they uh-huh. sound like Weezer but they did a they did a cover of that song and it's actually really it's it's really good I like it a lot I'm not going to put it in here. I'm not going to add extra work for myself. But <laughs> you'll just have to find that for your own Maybe self. Maybe it'll be the song next week if we remember. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Tetris Effect is also a good Tetris that I should play more of. Yeah. But then I'd have to turn on my PlayStation, which I have not done in a long time since <laughs> Death Stranding, which oh, I've yeah. not finished. Oh, how far are you into Death Stranding? Not any further than I was last time we talked about Death Stranding. Gotcha. Okay. Stop <laughs> buying games. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> oh, I started playing that Star Wars uh, Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order. I oh, completely yeah. forgot about it. Yeah. About it next week. yeah, I guess I'll talk about it next week. Or you or... can talk about it now because, okay. yeah, let's talk about it now. Um, it's <laughs> It's like somebody played a cruel trick on me personally and made <laughs> and made a cool Star Wars game that has an interesting story and real good graphics and then made it play like a Dark Souls. So nearly impossible where you die all the time. Yes. Yeah. Because I and, guess we should explain what a Dark Souls And is. you're punished pretty harshly when you do die. Oh. It takes away all the experience points you earn for that current level. And the only way you can get him back is to go back and find the monster that killed you and smack him once. <laughs> run away. And then, yeah, and then you can try to beat him at that point or just run away and go do something else. That sounds like a Dark Soul. Yeah. That sounds a lot like a Dark Soul. But everything outside of the combat is like cool platforming, mm-hmm. like Uncharted style climbing and jumping. And oh, nice. Stuff I really like. <laughs> <laughs> and finding little audio logs and like. And kind of uh, Metroid Prime scanning and exploring, like it it checks every box for me except for the combat that I'm terrible at. <laughs> now, is this a situation where you just need to get, get good, good <laughs> scrub? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't want a game to to hurt like. I don't want to spend the time to get really good at one video game. Sure, like, yeah. That that value trade-off doesn't seem like it's worth it to me. You're too old for that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know I that ex- stuff to do. I know that exact feeling. There was a point in my life where I thought, "Hey, I should get really good at at Street Fighter," and I could. There was a point where that could have been the only game I played, and I could have gotten very good at it because I was. At one point in time, I don't like to brag, I used to be pretty okay at fighting games. But decided against decided to try other play other games instead of just only Street Fighter forever. <laughs> it's a, especially like this this is it's a good Star Wars game, but it's nobody's gonna be talking about it in two sure. years. Sure. Yeah. Like why would I invest invest so much of time to get really good at this one game that ultimately is gonna be pretty forgettable? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they made a good Star Wars game finally, which is not a hard thing to do. They did it a ton in the past. Yeah, <laughs> look at Super Star Wars. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, all those, almost all the Star Wars games that LucasArts made, mm-hmm. almost all of them are good. <laughs> and then EA gets the license, and it takes them three games to make a good, a passable one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, tell me about this Warcraft thing. Uh, apparently, the remastered version of Warcraft 3 came out very recently, if not today. Mm-hmm. And people are mad, but not in that, like, inert internet anger kind of way. Like, they actually have a decent reason to be angry. What? People have an actual reason to be mad and not... <laughs> at, at Blizzard. S- at Blizzard? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Cause they uh they messed when they messed up the new version of the game, they retroactively messed up the old version of the game. Huh. It has like new multiplayer 
like servers and and you know back end code that now the old game is updated to use and it doesn't work very well. Oh, bummer. Huh. So they took a game that already worked fine and is also like 19 years old and messed it up for everybody. Uh. So they could, and even like the remastered version I heard isn't even that good. Yeah. Like they didn't change, they didn't make it that much better. They didn't better. do enough. Yeah. And the, the cutscenes, which is something that they were hyping up a lot, mm-hmm. aren't up to their usual standard. Oh, really? If there's one thing Blizzard does really well, other than taking other people's games and making them and polishing them and making them better. Yeah. It's uh, make really good cinematic, like Pixar level cutscenes. Oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, we'll look at any of the uh, Overwatch shorts, like any of them. Yeah. They're that one with that one with the robot, the one with the robot and the bird. I don't know the character's name. Bastion. Ba- Bastion. The one he has a robot and a bird and <laughs> it's very cute, but it looks like it looks like a Pixar short. Uh, but, gives you the feels as <laughs> also as the children say but it's, it's just so it's another thing like welcome to our digital future now your old games are getting ruined <laughs> we ruin your old games hey we just put out a remastered version <laughs> that's not good either <laughs> but it's new give us money nobody will play our new version if it's not as good as the old one we'll break the old one <laughs> that's planned obsolescence <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Blizzard's really hurting right now. Like, they just can't seem to do anything right lately. Oh, oh yes, I feel terrible for Blizzard. Yeah. I just feel I just feel so bad for Blizzard and Activision and Tencent. Oh, boy, oh, yeah. boy. Just, and they're Chinese masters. They're the, yeah, they're Chinese overlords. I just feel so, you know, just so bad for them. <laughs> they used to be such a good company that, yeah. like made good games and treated their employees good and uh, didn't release a product until they knew it was perfect. They canceled several games that were years in development just because they didn't think they met their standard. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing this. Ever since they got bought by Activision and yep. in turn Tencent, who yeah. Activ- like, owns Activision. They've really been just run into the ground, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And I think anybody who was important in Blizzard's past is already like up and left that. Oh ship. yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it used to be. They used to be like PCs, Nintendo. Yeah. Is the closest <laughs> the closest analog I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's 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 pretty accurate. Yeah. But oh well, I mean we'll just, <laughs> they'll, you know what they'll they'll have a they'll figure it out sooner or later, or they won't, you know whatever. <laughs> when your Diablo phone game comes out, yeah, if they're even if they're even gonna well they'll release it now because they don't they have to they, they don't have that same standard anymore. Yeah, like there there's that uh, we'll do anything. There's that Warcraft point and click adventure game. Mm-hmm. It was like almost you can. Somebody found it somewhere and uploaded it. You can play it. Yeah. It's basically done, but they're like, no, this, is, this isn't this is good enough. So they just buried it. Like, that's ridiculous. That is weird. Yeah. They paid for animate, fully animated cutscenes. Huh. And they're like, no. And it's not, I didn't, I've played some of it and I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. It's oh, just weird. The animation is done by the same company that did those awful zelda cdi oh man yeah i mean it looks better than that oh i i would hope yeah. so it would not be difficult to look better than <laughs> oh. i think they're called animation magic okay uh they look better than that but they're still slightly reminiscent of it garbage from a toilet is yeah. what it's called they still have that like really that pixely like weird look to yeah. them yeah oh weird Okay, so uh, we have a little bit of news about uh, Pokemon Home. So, it, it looks like a, if a computer made He-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds... Okay. <laughs> All right, so anyway, yeah, this uh, Pokemon Home news. Um, so Pokemon Home is a, um, a subscription feature that is similar to the um, um, previous program, Pokemon Bank, which is like... it's an, it's a side program to the Pokemon games where you can upload games from uh, uh, little creatures from previous games 
up into the cloud, basically, so you can bring them into the most recent version of your game. It's going, it has backwards. We've talked about this on the show before. It has backwards compatibility with pretty much any game work. If you can work around, you can get just about any game's stuff up into the cloud, including at one point it's going to have Pokemon go connectivity, which is kind of neat, but it's been fairly quiet on the news front for a while, but, and it's supposed to be launching like this month or like uh, February. So like I get, well, I guess this comes out on Saturday. So this month <laughs> technically. Um, so the, there is a price, there is a price point for the, for the thing. Now it, it, there is a free version with limited storage and transfers and that sort of thing. Yeah, you can, you can store 30, 30 of your guys in there. If yeah. You can, you can put 30 mans in there. <laughs> Um, or you can do the subscription, uh, feature, which bumps it up to like 6,000 guys or something yeah, like that. It's a big gap. It's a big gap. <laughs> and I, why even put a limit on it? Like each, each Pokemon has to be like bytes of data. Yeah. Like should be like, Hey, try and fill it up. I bet you can. Well, you <laughs> There's a lot of people who play Pokemon. That's true. Yeah. But the um and a lot of a lot of websites are running the article saying that it's cost it's gonna cost you sixteen dollars. It's that's a little misleading. Because that's a year. That's for the year. <laughs> yeah. The monthly price is two ninety nine. Uh, paying sixteen bucks for the year is the better deal. And if you plan on doing a lot of training and trading and like that sort of other thing. Other T words. Other T words pertaining to Pokemon, <laughs> at least for the one year that you have, you know, Pokemon, you know, Sword and Shield, and you're and you're playing the game. It's worth it, I would say. It's it's worth spending the little extra bit of change. And if it's a one time deal, you pay for it once, and chances are, if you don't get sixteen dollars worth of use out of it, you just don't, yeah, don't re up. Again. That's it. That's all you got to do. Um, I, I mean, I probably won't pay for it because those features aren't important to me at all. <laughs> sure. I may look at, there's also a six month, which is uh, $6, I think, six or $7. I think it's seven because it, well, it's that doesn't make sense. not quite a dollar a month. Yeah. I, yeah, I may look at the six month and see where it's, where I'm at after that, because I can, I can drop five or six bucks into a bucket. And, and if it's not worth it, then I will just back out and not mess with it again. If nothing else, I'll use those six months to, uh, get my full Pokedex and then never think about the game again <laughs> until the, the deal, the DLC. I yeah. want that DLC. That's I do want cool that DLC. Me. That <laughs> looks really, really good. Yeah. I don't know, I was just hoping that it would do more stuff. I don't know exactly what. But oh, the the home, home yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know, they say that it's supposed to have. That's where your national dex is going to be. So people complaining that the main game doesn't have every single Pokemon in it. This is where you can put every single Pokemon and show off that you caught all the mans. And uh, it said that there's going to be battle data eventually, which I don't know if that means yeah, that they're going to. What does that be, exactly mean? I'm not sure if that means that you can actually have like mock fights with people with friends. I know it's going to have a phone app that you can trade uh, your buddies with your buddies um, through a phone so you don't even have to open up your Switch to do, which that's pretty, cool. which is kind of cool. That's kind of a neat feature. This is where the GTS, the global trade system. Which felt like kind of a glaring omission from Sword yeah. Shield. And everybody's like, why is this gone? Yeah, basically what the GTS is, um, right now in the game you can trade stuff online, but it's a crapshoot. You pretty much just say, hey, I have this one thing, just trade me whatever for it, and you don't know you're not saying... Yeah, it's a, it's a random trade. It's a random trade. With the GTS, you could say, hey, I have this semi-rare thing that I have, but I am looking for this other semi-rare thing. It's Tinder for Pokemon. <laughs> you, you, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a lot easier to fill out your Pokedex if you're looking for one specific thing. Like, yeah, yeah I need a Purvis, but I'll only trade for uh, Murgo. That's it. Yeah. Those are real Pokemon. They they, they are. <laughs> hey, for all we know, they might be Temtems. I don't know. <laughs> that game looks pretty good, by the way. It does. I'm very torn on one hand it being like, oh, it looks like Pokemon and fun. And the other hand, 
it looks like an absolute ripoff of Pokemon to the point where it's like derivative. Well, there's there's a bit of an argument there because the idea of having fighting, mon- you know, getting a team of fighting monsters together was originally done by Shin Shin Megami, Megami Tensei. Tensei. Yeah, I mean, it's not. So a... it's not. So there's there isn't an argument about oh, this is you know the idea of catching monsters and fight and battling with them. The pre- there's a precedent for like other things in this type of kind this, of thing. It, but it looks so similar to Pokemon it, though. It, like it does. graphically it looks the same. It and does. Then they come out of cards like they're Pokeball. <laughs> but I guess what the at what point is does it stop being an homage and start being a ripoff? Because like like where would this compare like this is to po- Temtem is to Pokemon and Shovel Knight is to like Mega Man. Shovel Knight is a lot different, though. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. <laughs> okay, well. Like. Well, still. Okay, or like, what is, what's another, um, what's a bad, this is a bad example, but uh, Mighty Number no. 9. To Mega Man. Well, my, Mighty Number no. 9 was kind of a ripoff. Yeah. I felt, I kind of felt the same way about that, too. It's like, I understand you can't make a Mega Man game, but, like, you can make it a little different. <laughs> I, I think that. I think that Temtem is at least a little bit more of its own thing. I think it is further back on the scale of being closer to homage and not quite as much a blatant ripoff as as Mighty Number no. Nine. But yeah, I, I can see that. Sure. The other thing I don't like is the the national decks butt lords are kind of clinging to it and being like, "This is what you should have done. Look at this. I'm just gonna play Temtem now." And it's like. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think it's kind of neat to see what another type of de- uh, development team would do with that style of game. Yeah, I don't. I, know. I still want to try it. I'll, yeah, I'm gonna wait till it comes out on console. The always online MMO stuff seems kind of dumb, though. It it doesn't seem like it adds much to the uh, overall gameplay. It from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like it's really like an MMO. It just seems like you can kind of like see other people go by sometimes. Uh, you can have random battles at any time with other trainers, but when you have tra- uh trainer battles with other live humans, um, once you get out of it, you don't lose any health or anything. So hmm. you can just so you could just pick right back up in the uh, game where you're at. It's kind of like a here comes a new challenger exactly. fighting game. Yeah, like- that's exactly it. And I guess because it's a, a permanent two on two, you can actually team up with a friend in the game and have each person throw out one, oh, that's one cool. buddy. That's And you can kind of go through the entire game as a two player team. That's really neat. I think that's kind of neat as well. But I don't know if it adds super that much to the game. I haven't but we'll really see. looked at the monster designs either. I don't know if they're good or not. They're, that can make or break it too. They're decent. I mean, the art style is a little simplistic, but I think like Pokemon, like Pokemon, <laughs> but like, you know, it's stylized simplistic. And I think that helps quite a bit, but I don't know right now. There's 75 in the game. They want to have 161 by the time the game is out of beta and onto the full release from what I understand. But hey, that's been Tem Talk. Tem Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, we've hit the uh, the time for the show, so oh, let's wow. go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on various forms of social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, by searching Nerd Overload now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can call us on the Nerd Overload bat phone and leave a message for us to play maybe play on the show as long as you don't like swear a bunch it's at 586-372-8020 that's right old chum you can also find all of our shows on various podcast catchers like apple podcast spotify stitcher google play and more we have a patreon patreon.com backslash nerd overload now so if you like the show and you want to help support us you can head on over there and check that out you can get the show a couple days early which is pretty cool and uh, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his music at davidpencil.com. And again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. And if the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. Keep your stick on the ice. <laughs>